0: Welcome back to the Anything Combat podcast, guys. This is episode five. Let's get right into it. We're reviewing UFC on ABC4. This fight night card is exactly what I would hope all fight night cards look like. I don't want fight night cards to be shit fights where everyone's making their debut, we don't know who they are, and then the main event is shockers. That should be on the prelim of a main event somewhere. Just terrible main events. We've had multiple of those for the last two, three years. I don't actually know why they do this. To be honest, I believe that they should put mid-ranked, uh, prelim fighters or people that are on the featured fight as their own main event they shouldn't be going 3 rounds something like a Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal that shouldn't be that shouldn't be 3 rounds that should be a fight night event where they can pack out a casino or something they shouldn't do it at the apex when no one watches it. So yeah, they need to fix that. For, I don't know why they do it. It's kind of dumb. UFC on ABC4 has some insane fighters on it. You've got Battle, Eeyore Pateria, Carlos Olberg, Stamen, Matt Brown, Alex Morono, You've got Tim Means, Mackenzie Dern, Angela Hill, Ian Gary, D-Rod, Anthony Smith, Johnny Walker, uh, Rosenstrike, and Jalton Almeida in the main event. The first fight I want to talk about is Carlos Olberg versus Ehor Pateria. Now, all these guys do is knock people out or get themselves knocked out. This is why I like this fight. The person I'm picking is Carlos Olberg. Now, Ehor Pateria is 26 years of age. He is too young to be at light heavyweight, and his build is not daunting. Now, I understand you don't need to have a good build for uh, MMA, but at light heavyweight, someone against Carlos Olberg, it's actually kind of needed because Carlos Olberg is going to outpower him and most likely knock him out. He comes from a better gym. He's with City Kickboxing with Israel Adesanya. He's a more impressive fighter. And I think Carlos Olberg has top seven light heavyweight chances. I think he can be ranked a top seven light heavyweight. He's an impressive fighter and he's coming into his own. He's brand new to MMA. I think that he was fighting lower ranked fighters as well as getting a padded record. So I trust Carlos to knock him out around round one, round two. Next fight Ian Gary versus D Rod. One thing I think should be said in this uh, potty is that Daniel Rodriguez was an undefeated fighter until the leech fight. His two losses were split decision and one was unanimous decision. He got robbed on the split decision. And then on the unanimous, he landed a guy named Dalby and beat him. His record would be around 18 and zero at the time. And then he fought the leech. And because MMA doesn't make any sense, they robbed the leech on a split decision. So D-Rod was still actually undefeated, even though he had the two losses. He beat the leech, even though it was a robbery and they robbed the leech. It doesn't make any sense. I didn't like it. It was one of the biggest robbery of the year. It was a stupid uh, fight. And then to prove how bad D-Rod was, they put him up against Neil Magny, who loses to everybody in like the top 10, and he lost immediately by submission. So you can see where I'm going with this. The pick is Ian Gary. They're both tall. D-Rod's six foot. Ian Gary's 6'3". Ian is 25, and he is 11-0, and zero, and he started his career only in 2019. That means that he's in a four-year MMA career. Ridiculous stats on Ian Gary. Ian Gary's a masterful kickboxer and will probably knock out D-Rod round two. When you compare their striking styles, D-Rod's more of a boxer, one attribute, where he's got an advantage over Ian Gary. However, I think because Ian Gary has really advanced striking in general and kickboxing. I think his boxing will look better than D-Rod's just because he's out-positioning him with the striking in, in general. Ian is faster and longer than D-Rod and will knock him out because D-Rod is slow and old. Ian will most likely KO him with a right hand. He's an orthodox fighter and he trains at, I think it's Stanford MMA, which is now being called Kill Cliff. And that's exactly where Kamaru Usman, Gilbert Burns, and Shavkat Rachmanov train. And Kamaru Usman was undefeated, basically, was an undefeated UFC champion, which has six title fight wins. Gilbert Burns is an A-plus fighter, and Shavkat Rakhmanov, 17 and 0. So with all, th- all three of them as training partners, I don't see a way where D-Rod strike better than Gilbert, Shavkat, or Kamaru or maybe Kamaru now but apart from that he can't out-wrestle Ian if he's got wrestlers like that and he's training counter-wrestling someone like Shavkan Gilbert so the pick is Ian Gary. Also as a side note I actually made this match up on one of the UFC fights to make after like one of the numbered UFC cards and they've gone and made it so I don't know what that says about me but I can see into the future. Next fight Anthony Smith versus Johnny Walker. I believe Anthony Smith should win this fight, but because he chokes a lot of his fights and he's not that good, even though he truly believes he is, like that time that he said John Jones was overrated, which is an impossible statement to make, and also the time that he said that if you take all of John Jones' individual attributes and make him fight with just one at a time, he loses to Anthony Smith, but That doesn't make any sense because MMA is the sport of fighting, how you can use all your attributes together. So it defeats the whole purpose of the sport that Anthony Smith competes in. So I just don't agree with uh, this guy. I don't really like him either. And... I think that he might be leading, he might win a whole round off control time in the first, or he might even, I don't think he outstrikes Johnny Walker, I think he tries to strike with Johnny Walker, Johnny Walker hits him with a flying knee, spinning back fist, weird kick, punch, just anything puts him down, so hopefully Johnny Walker can KO this guy, if not, Anthony Smith will win the decision through control time and just holding him, or you know. I don't see him submitting him Johnny Walker's a little bit little bit uh, better with his uh, jiu-jitsu. He's improved with it. So yeah, I think he should win this, but he won't and therefore I'm going to pick this is a this is a hard pick. I think I think the betting lines haven't come up yet, but I think that Johnny Walker would probably be an underdog in this fight. I think Johnny Walker wins this fight. Hopefully Johnny has improved his BJJ so he can sprawl And transition and then get to his feet. The next thing the UFC needs to do with this fight, because these fighters, they're not championship level, but a fighter I think that can be at light heavyweight is a man that has moved up from middleweight. Do you know who this is? That's right, the former champion, Alex Pereira. Whoever wins this fight should go up against Alex. It's the it's the best style matchup you can make. If he fights Anthony Smith, he'll knock him out. If he fights Johnny Walker, he'll knock him out. It's highlights must-see TV. Alex Pereira will get a title shot off it, and he'll either fight Jamal Hill or Yuri Prokaccia. And guess what? Jamal, as much as he's, so can, he's a little bit wild in his southpaw and the way he leans in, he leaves his chin out there too much, and Alex Pereira will drop him. He will also knock out Jamal Hill, and he'll probably knock out Yuri Prokacar. If Israel Adesanya is what we think he is, and Jan Blachowicz is what we think he is, then Alex Pereira is the best striker in MMA, alongside with Israel, Sean O'Malley, and Alexander Volkanovski. Maybe even Charles Oliver, if you put him in there. I think Alex Pereira finishes Yuri and finishes Jamal and becomes champion. From here... I think you do Izzy versus Alex 4 at Light Heavyweight. The story writes itself. The UFC should hire me for matchmaking. It's perfect. I see it happening. And it's the, and it's the fight to make. Anthony Smith and Johnny Walker is a fight that I'm not really looking forward to. But Johnny Walker is always fun to watch. So I'll watch it. Anthony Smith should win this fight. But Johnny Walker will knock him out. The main event of the evening. Jairzinho Strike ranked 9th, versus Jalton Almeida, ranked 12th, respectively, in the heavyweight division. Jazinho's a decent fighter, man. He's fought Francis Ngannou, he's fought Cyril Gane. he's been in there with a lot of people that would give Jalton Almeida a lot of trouble. He has really good striking, he was a kickboxer, he's got really fast hands, he's quick and very powerful. Four of his UFC fights have ended under 30 seconds. His 9 second fight was with Alan Crowder, his 29 second fight was with Arlovsky, his 20 second fight was with Francis Ngannou, and his 23 second fight was with Dorcas. This is a scary man. He puts people down, they don't get up, and he's quick. He's a fast starter. If Jalton doesn't jump on Jarzinho quick, he I can actually see him putting uh, Jalton out. But as we know, Jalton wins this fight. It's kind of self explanatory. Jalzino just does not have the wrestling that Jalton has. And I don't know, Jalton might be able to stand with him. We're yet to see if his striking is really, really good. The last time I watched Jalton fight, he was really just relying on his grappling to tire out um the russian guy I forgot his name nevertheless jaltan jazinio is a dangerous man But I think that Jalton is a new breed of heavyweight and could be, we don't know, a double champion in light heavyweight and heavyweight. The reason I say this is just you just need to look at his stats. He's got four fights in the UFC and he's undefeated. He won on the Dana White Contender Series. There's no real weakness on how to beat him. He seems like he has really good cardio. He seems like he's on the juice. He's roided out. He's got insane grappling. And in his four UFC fights, he's taken two significant strikes in his whole UFC career. Career. This is self explanatory. Jalton wins this. Jarzinho might hit him more than two times, right? But if he's if he has four opponents and they've only landed two strikes all together on him, this is like a Hamza Chamayev that nobody's talking about. This is a feral fighter. We've never seen something like this. When Conor McGregor and Khabib had their um, start to their career, and I think their opponents landed like 54 strikes on them, everyone was like, oh, that's pretty impressive, Kane Velasquez came, I think he had like a 20 strike start or something, then Hamzat came, had like a two, everybody was like, oh my god, Hamzat's the best fighter to ever live, oh my god, he's the best fighter to ever live, now Jalton Almeida's done it, no one's saying anything, but that just goes to show you people are casuals, anyway, Jalton beats Jardinho. He'll probably drag him down, wrestle him, and then submit him. Jarzinho's probably gonna get tired. It's five rounds. Um I think Jardinho doesn't survive the pace that Jalton puts on him. Then what to do after this fight? The fight to make is you put Jalton up against seventh rank heavyweight seventh ranked heavyweight Alexander Volkov. Why? It is pretty self-explanatory. Volkov is six seven. Jalton is six four do I really need to explain myself? Do I really need to explain myself? These guys are huge. It's a spectacle. You put it as a, you put it as a featured fight on a, on a pay-per-view, people will love that. Even if people, even if casuals don't even know who these people are, they're going to see that they're huge. They're going to see that their heads are above the cage and they're going to go, hold on, how big is the cage? And then when you realize that they're this big, you're going to be like, why are they moving so quick? it's a spectacle, it's it's what you want to see, it's a fun fight to make, I think it's a little bit random, but it takes Volkov out of the rankings, makes him uh, much lower, he's he's holding kind of a journeyman's position anyway, so if you put him even lower, it won't really matter, it's just a way to get Jalton up there, so you can fight the bigger dudes, and Volkov can fight the smaller guys and the, and the contenders, and the next time they find someone who's on the come up, you put him up against Volkov as well. Thank you very much for listening to episode five of the Anything Combat podcast. I appreciate you. God bless.